The next few episodes were recorded in advance in preparation of Bex having her baby. These episodes were recorded prior to Taylor announcing Red, Taylor's version, so we know that a new re-recording has been announced, but we wanted to keep in our theories about what we thought was coming. We hope you enjoy the episode. Are you ready for it? The Swifty Sessions is a new travel experience for fans to connect and bond over their love of Taylor Swift. Ashton Kelly hosts this event on the road, bringing Swifties together to explore new places, participate in era-themed photo shoots and activities, and of course, scream your favorite tracks together at the top of your lungs. Meet them in Asheville, North Carolina in September, or check out One Swift Lover on TikTok for the latest information. All are welcome, and they'd love to threaten you with a good time. You can find Ashton's TikTok handle in our episode description. Now, enjoy episode 15, Beautiful Eyes. So, can we talk about how we didn't get anything today? Another Thursday, another lack of 1989. Okay, did you guys hear that she, there's somebody who... People think she got her master's back, and that's why she hasn't released anything. I saw that. I don't know that I believe that. I don't know how that would be possible, because I thought when Scooter sold them to that Shamrock Holdings company, there was something in there about like her not getting them back ever, or something like that. I have no idea, but I will be kind of sad. Not Well, no, I'm not going to be sad, because I want her to get her master's. Yeah, but I've also like gotten so hyped up about her re-recordings that I'll be like sad about that. But ultimately, if she's happy, then I'm happy. Yeah, I was talking to one of my coworkers today. She was like, "When is Taylor releasing something new?" And I was like, "You haven't heard that there's a rumor she got her master's back." And she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm like upset about it because I was like, I'm happy for her if she did, but I'm also sad because I was looking forward to it." But anyway, by the time this comes out, we'll know probably for sure whether or not there's a, something coming. Like, yeah. we're recording this on June 17th. 17th. Today's the anniversary of You Need to Calm Down. Music oh, yeah. Yeah, the two-year anniversary. You need to wow. calm down. I know. I can't believe it's been two years since the Lover era. Lover did not get half of the recognition it, it deserved. Because no. COVID ruined what would have been probably one of the most epic shows yet. And I really hate when Swifties talk about how Taylor biffed it in terms of the lover era. Like, that she messed up, she picked the wrong singles, like, blah, 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 blah. Y'all, she was working up to the good stuff. Like, not that what she put out wasn't good. She had a reason for doing everything that she did. And she was working up to the things that you guys, that we all wanted, like Cruel Summer. She was definitely going to do Cruel Summer. 100%. For last summer, when there was a pandemic. And I'm sorry, but I, like, agree with her that she can't release a single in the middle of a global pandemic that killed 500,000 people in America alone. That says, fever dream high in the quiet of the night, you know that I caught it and... You know, things about, like, killing me slow. Like, she can't do that. Yeah. She made the right call. We mourn it, but she made the right call there. Yes. Yes. 
<sighs> anyway, do we want to get right into our next song? Let's do it. Are you ready for it? Welcome to Ready For It, a Taylor Swift podcast. I'm Chandler. I'm Rebecca. I'm Bailey. And I'm Lizzie. So be fearless. Speak now. Put on your favorite shade of red. While shaking it off in a getaway car. Because sometimes you need to calm down. And wrap yourself up in your favorite cardigan. To find some happiness. And listen as we talk about the iconic poet herself, Miss Swift. It's I heard question mark, right? First. It's beautiful eyes. Okay. Well, glad I asked because I would have started when I heard. <laughs> okay. So today we're going to be talking about Beautiful Eyes, which is the first track on the Beautiful Eyes EP that was released. So take it away, Lizzie. <laughs> All right. So a little background on just like the EP in general. So in between Taylor Swift, her debut album, and Fearless, fans of hers would message her, I believe, would email her about wanting more music from her. And she didn't want to release, she wasn't quite ready to release Fearless yet, but she wanted to hold her fans over. So she released this EP, which I honestly didn't know that. For whatever reason, I just didn't even, like, I completely forgot about Beautiful Eyes. I completely forgot about it. I've never forgotten about it. And it was only available... On, at Walmart, right? Yeah, it was a Walmart exclusive. Lizzie, did you happen to like look up the date that it was released? July 15th, 2008? That was so close to Fearless, like, if you think about it. Yeah, was yeah very- it was like a couple months before. But she was really careful about promoting this EP because she didn't want to make people think that this was another album in general. She wanted all the hype to go to Fearless when it eventually dropped. Okay, so a little background on Beautiful Eyes, the song. So it describes her affection for a partner that she wants. Everything that she does revolves around that person, in particular their eyes, which is pretty obvious in the title of the song. But yeah, and the producers, Robert Ellis Oral, written by Taylor, when she was pretty young, I think, 13? Yeah, well, so this song, I couldn't find her talking about this anywhere. I couldn't find any live performances where she like gave a little speech beforehand, which is my little trick to try and find some stuff when it's hard to find quotes from her. Couldn't find anything about this song in particular, but about the EP, I did find that she said the same thing you said. She was getting a lot of emails from fans asking for more music. And so she decided to release the Beautiful Eyes EP, and she said, I thought this might tide them over till the new album comes out in the fall. And she told that to Great American Country, which that website apparently doesn't exist anymore. And so I found that on the Taylor Swift wiki. So again, take that with a grain of salt because I can't actually confirm the, that interview. And in the same interview, she also said that she, again, didn't want it to get confused with her sophomore album fearless she didn't want people to think that this was a full album so she only released a limited number and that's why it was a walmart exclusive she said i'm only letting my record company make a small amount of these the last thing i want any of you to think is that we're putting out too many releases (laughs) it's just funny to hear her say that after like this past year when she dropped like two albums in one year 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. And then there was some other like background about the album that I found, but I lost the website that I just wanted to mention. But if I can't find it, then in like the next several seconds, I won't say anything. I think it's just funny, though, because there's a big difference between being a an artist who is like really well known and being an artist who's just starting out you have to be very very careful about what you do when you first start in the music industry and then by the time you are as big as taylor is now it doesn't really matter what they do they could just drop four albums in one year and their fans will still buy it but if you're just starting out you can't risk it because you have to be careful about like you know being very calculated about your promotion especially back then in 2008 where like the traditional album rollout was definitely a thing nowadays it's not as much but yeah marketing is 100 percent different in 2021 versus 2008 2006 like exactly like what lizzie was saying it was very calculated very measured there was a very specific timeline that you you know followed and you had very specific instructions from your producers and your management team and you were really bound to that as well. They didn't have a lot of control over that. Right. You know, they they had to like follow what they were they were told to, especially in the beginning, like you were saying, Lizzie. So right, and, like, uh, we're lucky to even have this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly shocked. If you yeah. think about it, she released Fearless so close to the time she released Taylor Swift. Like they were only about a year and a half apart, right? No, they were two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still the traditional. Yeah, so she released the first single, Tim McGraw, sooner than she usually released, you know. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Yeah, because June, this week in June, when we're recording, is the 15th anniversary of Tim McGraw, if you guys haven't, didn't watch our stories from this week. But usually she releases... A single in, like, August. Yeah. Yeah, her, her like, traditional album rollout is a single in August and then the album in October or November. But she did, I'm pretty sure, yeah, Taylor Swift, the album, came out in October of 2006. So it was a little more than a year when Fearless yeah. came. Mm-hmm. But I can't find what I was looking for, what I saw when I was researching. I knew I should have, like, written it down and I totally did not, so I apologize. But that's all I had for quotes. So, Bailey, do you have anything for critical acclamations? So I do, um, but it's not it's not specific to the song. It's more specific to the EP in general. But I think it's important, especially because we were talking, you know, that she didn't really do, like, you know, she didn't do much in terms of marketing or promotion for it. But it, it was still pretty successful. It sold 45,000 copies. It peaked at number nine on the U.S. Billboard 200, and it peaked at number one on the U.S. Top Country albums, and it replaced her debut album, Taylor Swift, at the number one spot on that chart. And because of that, she became the first artist to hold two number one positions since Leanne Rimes in 1997. Wow. Absolutely incredible, especially for an album that she literally virtually did zero marketing for. And she, like, herself... She limited herself, like her, yeah. like her, she chose to limit herself. Yeah, it was a limited release. Like they did not make a lot of them. Like, 
I know you guys have seen on TikTok lately how Swift Talk is like obsessed with I Heart Question Mark and trying to find the Beautiful Eyes EP and like people aren't able to find it. Like there's still some out there. Like I know some people have found it on Walmart's website, but like the only reason I have mine is because probably in like, I don't think it was 2008. It might've been 2009 or 2010. My mom found this at Walmart and just like grabbed it for me because it was super cheap. But I... I, like, also didn't know about it when it first came out. So, like, the fact that she did no marketing, like, a lot of us didn't know about it at the time. A lot of us still, like, didn't know about it until recently. And it was number one on the country heart charts and number nine on the Billboard 200. That's crazy. I mean, she broke her own record. She yeah. constantly you know does I mean? that. Like, she broke a record with this and she didn't even promote it. Yeah. The Amazing. power. I was going to say, I did recently see a clip of her behind the scenes at the Love Story music video where she's like in that giant ball gown and they're driving her in a car and there's a spider in her dress and she oh kills it oh, yes. her copy of the Beautiful Eyes EP. <laughs> I remember I that video like so that. vividly. Me I don't too. know why. I don't know why that's like a forefront memory, like core memory for me. <laughs> I haven't watched that behind the scenes clip in probably at least a decade. Yeah, I hadn't I seen remember it too. Came out until it like somebody posted it on TikTok. All right, are we ready to dive into the lyrics? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Your beautiful eyes stare right into my eyes and sometimes I think of you late at night. I don't know why. I want to be somewhere where you are. I want to be where so this song is really interesting to me because it, it kind of reminds me of That's When, because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I just listened to That's When, so it's funny that you say that. I, like, like I don't want to say that, it, I don't know that this is one of my skips. I don't think I would, like, if it came on, I wouldn't skip it, but it's not one of my favorites. I don't know, I just, like, I kind of forget that this is one of her songs because, like, yeah. It's on the EP and it, like, wasn't really promoted, you know? So I just kind of forget about it. And I'm just kind of, like, meh with it. Yeah, I mean, I really like this song. But it's just because when I first got this EP, it was one of those times where I was just, like, starving for new Taylor content. You know, like, at the time, there was, like, what, maybe her first two, maybe her third album was out. And this was, like brand new to me and so beautiful eyes i was obsessed with it for so long yeah it must you have been were you were obsessed i can speak to this because she made me chandler made me like a, a cd of all of these songs on it for me because i couldn't find beautiful eyes anywhere because it was you know later it was after it had you know been released I and your mom found the cd yes. later yeah as your mom found the cd a couple years down the line after it had been released and so you went back and like burned a cd for me and like i remember you like the sharpie writing on like the cd with the like anyway sorry i had to say that because it was in my lime green and zebra print punch buggy for a long time yes yes i remember that i mean like i made a lot of people a lot of mixed cds in my day but i do specifically remember i think i probably put some other like unreleased songs on there too i bet you i had permanent marker on there you did you did have <laughs> permanent marker on there and yeah you did you put like a few on there you might have even had sparks fly on there before it was ah. 
No, I did not have Sparks Fly on there because I didn't know that that one was like an unreleased song until after she, like I knew when she released that album that it was an unreleased song, but I didn't know before then, like I hadn't heard it. Well, there is one. Maybe I went back and put that on there then. Like, maybe the song was already out, and I went back and put, like, the original on there. Because I do remember, after finding out the that there was, like, an original, like, a changed version, I liked the first, like, original version of Sparks Fly better than the one that was on the album. And I was obsessed with that for a long time. So I bet you I did that. Yeah, because I got the CD from you later on. Anyways, whatever. She was obsessed with Beautiful Eyes, folks. <laughs> yeah. I, I like this a lot because, like, I, I just, I love, obviously, I just love Taylor Swift, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> you love Taylor Swift? What? Yeah, I'm just a Taylor really Swift? big fan. I'm a really big Taylor Swift fan. It's kind of, like, it's, I, I don't want to say it's embarrassing because I'm not embarrassed, but, like, it's kind of crazy. Wait, okay, I actually have a funny story. So, yeah, last night, and I texted Liz about this, and you can keep this in, I don't care, but so last night... <laughs> I hung out with a bunch of friends from middle school. Like, we haven't seen each other in so long, right? Well, we were talking, like, we've been trying to get a reunion together, and we've been trying to put things together, so we created, like, this group on Facebook, and we've been trying to, like, invite different people. Well, this one kid from my middle school, like, we were really close. We were really good friends, and he doesn't have a Facebook, but he has an Instagram, so I went to, like, I looked, and... We weren't friends on Instagram. Like, what? I thought we were friends. That's weird. So I requested him. But then one of the other girls I was with also requested him. But he accepted her request and not mine. I was like, what the hell? Like, I, like, I thought we were friends. What the hell's going on? So I, I went into Instagram and I accidentally requested him from the podcast account. And oh, God. God. So then I switched to my personal account, and it turns out we actually were friends on my personal account, and I was on the podcast account the whole time. So then we actually ended up meeting up with him last night, and I told him about it, and he was like, oh my god, that was you? And I was like, yeah, that was that was totally me. And he's like, well, now I have to, he's like, now I feel like I have to accept it. I don't think he has, but. Bailey, wait, you didn't tell me that you met up with him. Okay, you're gonna have to tell me later. Oh my god, it was, I was like dying. I was like, oh my god. And then he was like, wait, do you actually have a podcast? I was like, yeah, and he was like, you're that big of a fan? I mean, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's not just me. Like, I I do it with three other people. And he was like, wait, that's actually really cool. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so you know, just, like, It makes it, it makes it better that there's four of us. Right? <laughs> If it was I just like, one of us talking, like, yeah. <laughs> no, but I don't want to diss on anyone who does that, though. Like, if they're oh, doing yeah. that, you know what? Good for them. They have more courage than me. Yes, they have more courage. They're braver than we are. Yes. Um, I just always, like, so, like, my fun fact at work is I co-host a podcast, and everybody's like, oh, my God, what kind of podcast? I'm like, it's a Taylor Swift podcast. They're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. Me and some of my friends, like, analyze her lyrics. And they're like, that's so cool. And I know they don't actually care. But at least I can be like, we are crazy fangirls all together. (laughs) I love it. Uh, I should start using that as my new um, crazy fact. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what my intern was like. What kind of podcast do you have? Like, very first thing she asked me. So, <laughs> anyway, um, these lyrics. Okay, um, so they're very, like, straightforward. I mean, they're, there really isn't, I mean, it's kind of like what we were talking about with the last episode. I was going to say the same, a stream of consciousness, like yeah. diary writing of a 14 to 16 year old girl that's just pining over a guy or a crush. It's like an infatuation type of love almost. Yeah, it's kind of like it what you said at the beginning where you like, it's about she's into someone and she's like, her whole world revolves around them. That's very much so what the song just like sounds like being completely obsessed with someone to the point where they're your literal whole, whole world. And like, I kind of get the feeling that the attention that she gets back, like, I feel like this is like reciprocated. This isn't like an unrequited crush. Like, this right. is and that like makes like I get cloud nine feelings from like yeah this is just like you know writing their names with hearts all over your journals in school when you're in class kind of love yeah it's definitely like the infatuation it's like a middle school like yes you know like your first crush is you are convinced that you are like in love with this person and you'll never be in love with anyone else (laughs) like that's what this song is (laughs) when you put your first name in their last name yes yes (laughs) oh my god if we have babies yes yes actually now that i'm like looking at this again i think that the first verse is kind of like she's got a crush on someone and hasn't said anything. And then the second verse kind of sounds like that's where this reciprocation comes in. Anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. Cause this first verse, she's like, I think of you late at night, I don't know why. And that kind of reminds me of like, you know how, when you were in middle and high school and you'd just be thinking about somebody and just realize like, Oh, I like this person. Like just like out of nowhere. And like, you don't really realize that, especially when you're like, I don't know. I just remember like my very first crush. I like just, would think about them a lot and then one day I was like is is this what a crush feels like like do I like this person (laughs) it kind of it's like a more it's like a happier version of teardrops almost the first verse like the longing yeah you know that's exactly um, what I was gonna say yeah like and sometimes I think of you late at night it's kind of reminds me of the lyric and teardrops I put your picture down and maybe get some sleep tonight tonight but the same kind of vibe I get yeah it just sounds like a very much truly like the keyword from takeaway from the song is infatuation like she's just head over heels and you know what I noticed this a lot in her debut album and I gotta give Taylor props she really put her all into like every single crush or like relationship or guy that she was involved with during this time of her life like me, I could never because of my anxiety and abandonment issues. <laughs> That's on dismissive avoidant attachment <laughs> style. But like she like props to her, man. She she loves so freely, you know, and you see this a lot in debut. It's really great because she still has this childhood innocence about her and that preteen, early teen, mid-teen kind of where you're not quite yet jaded and tainted by the world because she's not yet a superstar here. Like, I mean, obviously we all love her, but, like, this is her debut album. Well, not debut now, but you know what I mean? This is her beautiful eyes. Like, she hasn't hit the global recognition that she does with Fearless yet. She's still living, like, a semi-decently normal life in these, like, lyrics and songs. So, yeah. Yeah, just 
the fact that Taylor always felt like a hopeless romantic and like yes. was one of those like she wasn't afraid to pine like I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. No, but yeah, that does. I, really, I always felt stupid if I pined over people or was like was like infatuated, you know, so like that was never my thing. But like, I wish I could be that. Yeah. And see, like, that's me. Like, I was always like yeah. a hopeless romantic. Me so, too. Like, when I crushed, I crushed hard. Yes. Like, I would be like, in love with people I never like yep. dated or anything. Like, you know, like, I just was all in all the time. And like, uh, I think that's one of the things that really drew me to Taylor's music because I related to that feeling of just like loving, wanting to be in love, you know, like when you're so young and like you're concerned about like who you're going to marry and like if you're going to have like a prom date and like meanwhile you're 13 and it yeah. doesn't really matter. So I related to like the 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 pining and like the hopeless romantic parts, but then also the way that that can crush you when you go all in on a crush right. and the way that she portrays like the, you know, the, the part where you get crushed by a crush. Like I also really related to that because I mean, definitely listened to teardrops on my guitar and cried over some dumb boy in my eighth grade math class. So that's so funny because like for me deep down it's like I want to be a hopeless romantic it's why like I read really romantic oriented books like that escapism I'm not that way like I never will be but like that's also why it drew me to her music not because I am that way but because it's like oh my gosh I wish I could have that feeling because you know my champagne problems is like one of mine is like I've like never been dumped maybe once I've my motto has always been you gotta leave before you get left <laughs> <laughs> that's truly Beck's style like okay, I've never okay. been like I, I've had like multiple guys be like oh never mind okay I'm not gonna say what I'm gonna say because I don't know how like it's gonna come off really bad um I'm never the one to catch feelings <laughs> let's just put it that way yeah I wish I was like that yeah. I feel you like don't I... though it makes you a very sad lonely person well the other way around is pretty sad and lonely too I think they're both pretty bad I mean because I just remember like I was just thinking about Disney Chandler like when I would crush on a guy it would be like okay he's gonna be my boyfriend by the end of this kind of mentality and like you would even say I have a feeling about this one I think he's gonna be good okay no I said I had a feeling something would happen I wasn't sure if it was good or bad I specifically have and it was bad it was bad what ended up happening I'm not gonna say anything because I don't know who listens to this but (laughs) I yeah, can only imagine the drama that came out of the Disney college program uh, because like I worked at Frankie's fun park and like, not to say that that's anywhere near Disney, but just knowing the amount of drama that came out of that small scale amusement park, I cannot imagine what it would be like in Disney. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's and Lizzie's wasn't even like me. I mean, it was kind of like, I was like, no, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, what the heck? Lizzie got Lizzie got done wrong. Like she really did. Like not to bring it up, she's happy and in love, and we love Dan. Like he's amazing, um, and she's getting married. So, but like, but Lizzie's drama was not the worst drama that happened. No, it wasn't. You know, no, it's it that wasn't. weather. That's my. It's it's got everybody acting up and acting out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I swear, it is. It gets you kinks in your tails. I just. <laughs> Yeah, no. It's yeah, got just your to clear clarify, I was gonna say that. it shouldn't be. 
To clarify, <laughs> I told Lizzie I thought something would happen. I'll Not never forget that. I remember, and I was like really hopeful, and that got hopeless romantic. Lizzie. But I, I told you that I didn't know if it was. No, I know. I know. I know. I know. Listen, there's a reason. I believe everything. So I'm like, okay. And then I was under the impression, and then this guy really did me wrong. And then, like, I was really upset by it. But then I quickly bounced back. So it was fine. Yeah. But no, like, this was. It wasn't like a big, like, I didn't, like, have a full-on relationship and broke up. No, it was nothing like that. It was just a crush that ended up bad. But. Yeah. But she really came for me. (laughs) I'm sorry. Back then, she really came for me about it. I was like, bitch, I did not tell you that something great was going to happen here. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she heard, though. That's what she heard. That's what she heard. Yeah, that's what. But Dr. obviously, it gets. Like, I'll, that is a perfect example. Like, that crush I had in Disney, it was very much similar to crushes I've had in the past, even, like, middle school, where you're literally infatuated with someone where you think that they're, like, so dreamy and that they're almost, they have something about them and you it's mysterious. And he was not great. He, he wasn't. <laughs> he really wasn't, but Lizzie thought he was. And I thought that way about a lot of guys in college, so let's let's not even go there. Let's not even go there. Yes. This just totally reminded me of the mean girls line where it's like, where Regina's like, so you agree? So you think I'm pretty? Yes. (laughs) Like the, the like, just. Anyways. Yeah. Um, there's a reason hurricane babies are a thing. I'm telling you the heat just, I'm. Yeah. Your cooter be throbbing for, and you think that it's over a crush, but it's just because of the heat guys. Don't get it mistaken. You're in heat. Literally. (laughs) You're in heat. Uh, yeah. In the literal sense. Yes. <laughs> Not in the cuffing seasons. No. <laughs> Florida doesn't have one of those. It's too hot. Exactly. <laughs> Why do you think we reproduce such terrible people here? <laughs> well, I'm it's sorry. It's a cycle. For my superpowers leading you astray five years ago. It's okay. I it ended up working out in the long run for me. So You know, had Chandler been on Witch Talk, maybe it would have turned out differently. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I I really do have like a sixth sense about relationships and I did not know the other person well enough to get like a great sense of what was going on and I think I remember you awesome. saying that. I remember you saying that too, I think. Yeah, cuz I definitely remember like not wanting to tell you cuz I thought you're going to get too excited, but I was like I think something's going to happen. I just don't know if it's going to be good or bad and you were like <laughs> literal interpretation of what I was like. I was like Oh my god. And then I remember that, or like a couple days later, like he messaged me on Instagram. And I was like, first, red flag. He messaged me on Instagram. So he DM'd me on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, he could have like gotten my number. Like he could have, I didn't even think that. But afterwards, I thought about it. And I was like, this is kind of sketch. This is so funny because Gen Z is going to listen to this and be like, what's the problem with DMing someone <laughs> on Instagram? But for our generation, that's a huge red flag. But for yes. them, it's just normal. Like, that's right. just, you know, that's so funny. Okay. So want, do we want to move on to the chorus? Yes. Yes. You're here. Your eyes are looking into mine. So baby, make me fly. My heart has never felt this way before. I'm looking through your, I'm looking through your eyes. 
Yeah, it's just a cutesy little, like, this is the part of the story where the feelings are revealed and reciprocated, and yeah. <laughs> you just imagine this, like, big moment. It kind of reminds me of the You Belong With Me music video when they, like, meet up at the prom, and it's, like, the reveal. Like, everybody parts out of the way, and there she is in her beautiful, like, whitish silver dress, and then, like, Lucas Till is there, and then they, like, come closer slowly. <laughs> That's kind of what this, this so like, dramatic. reminds me of. It is dramatic, but, like, it's... <laughs> like you know like the crowd parts and the, like the spotlight comes down yes <laughs> you know like that like no, that's kind of what this reminds me of why does this remind me of Bella and Edward I don't know why but uh, it totally reminds me of Bella and Edward please don't ruin this song for me I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm just saying it's you know like- I can't listen to any of those songs that Paramore wrote for the Twilight movies because <laughs> they were for Twilight and I love Paramore Ugh. And they're good songs. Okay, the Twilight soundtrack was fire. Yeah, okay, let's just get that out of the way. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that it wasn't good. I'm saying that they're good songs, but the fact that it's for Twilight kills it for me. Oh, 100 percent. And I wasn't saying that you weren't saying that either, but like because it, it's such a fire album. But I too, I look back and I'm like, why? <laughs> if something easy. like Twilight were to come out right now, Gen Z would be like automatic no. Like, they would not stand no, for it. No, they're, like, obsessed. Like, they're, I see so many Gen Zers on TikTok obsessed with Glee, obsessed with Twilight, and I'm like... Are they obsessed with it, or are they obsessed with making fun of it? Because that's all I see with Twilight. Like, okay. like the... the, <laughs> the uh, you know, like, the Bella's Lullaby song, where they're, like... <laughs> cringe! No, I don't know what that is. Anyway. Oh, you haven't seen that, like, trend where, like, basically do, like, the WAP dance or something to, like, Bella's lullaby. And I have seen that. Or they make fun of, like, how creepy Edward is, like. It's, it's really just, like, Kristen, it was just really poorly cast. Kristen yeah. Stewart, she's not it. I, just, just, I think that Kristen Stewart was fine. I think that it was the source material. I think she's possible. No, I think she's actually really good, and she gets a bad rep because of Twilight. Like, I actually think she's very, very talented, but it's just that Twilight is so... Like, let's be real. Let's be real. Did I love it in middle school? Yes. Is it a horrible, horrible thing for young girls to be reading? Also, yes. Like, sorry about it. But literally, their relationship has, like, majority of the warning signs of an abusive relationship and it's the whole thing and even her relationship with jacob is toxic (laughs) like oh my gosh i was so good even in middle school because like i you you can't see past like delusions sometimes when you're a young kid which is you know the whole point but like even i was starting to get suspicious once jacob imprinted Resume or whatever the hell that her freaking so name weird. is. Like, weird. that is just so effed up. Like, who? Yeah. What? Stephanie Meyer, what? What? Yeah, was going through there were so many cracks. She's there also so many super errors racist, in that so. book. She is. Yeah, she's I'm not she's surprised kind of by crazy. that. Yeah, they did not she have a lot to work with. Black people to be cast as any of the good guys. She would only let, what was it, Laurent be a black guy because he was a bad guy. She's, I mean, have you seen the videos of Rob Robert Pattinson like making fun of Twilight? It is hilarious. If you no, guys haven't, it, you need to you need to like look it up on YouTube. Like, if you're bored or you're like you're not having a good day, 
just look it up because he like literally talks so much about how he hated the series. I think to the point, if correct me if I'm wrong, somebody will know this. He like was hating on it so much they almost kicked him off the movie, and his like manager had to come to him and be like, "Time out, like tone it down. We know you don't like it, but like you just you you need to get that bag and get out." Yeah, because it was like the last movie. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine having to be, like, contracted for that? Like, I couldn't. I mean, usually actors like those kinds of things because it's, like, job security. But then when it turns out, like, just, like, I'm sorry. There are so many problems with Twilight. I know we don't need to go, like. Sorry, I brought this up. This is my fault. (laughs) Well, it's also my fault because I can't, I can't shut up. But I just, like, Twilight sucks. And we would be better. We would be a better society if it never existed. I have to say, though, like. Bailey and I, we were those girls that me, her, my grandmother, and a few other friends would go to the midnight premieres of those shows. And the movies back then were terrible. And I think I knew that while I was watching it. But I still went. But I think I also went because, like, it was a thing for us to do together. Like, it it was, you know, like, one of the things we did. We were big Taylor Swift fans. We watched Twilight, we watched Vampire Diaries, we watched all of the things that were really popular at the time. It's just a thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I read all the books, like, I read the first three books when they first came out. I think I discovered them, like, after the third book had come out, and so there was about a year in between when I was waiting for the last book, and in that year, I just kind of, like, realized that this was not for me, and I... I still read the last book, but I was super creeped out by, like, the majority of it, especially the whole thing with Jacob imprinting on the Yeah, that was so weird. I remember reading that and feeling... Yeah, and then, like, I saw the first movie with my sister because I had been so invested in, like, the books, and I was like, this is okay, but then, literally, I remember walking out of the theater in the middle of the New Moon one, and I haven't seen a single other one ever. My high school boyfriend used to brag and be like, yeah, Chandler doesn't like Twilight, so we don't have to go see that movie to, like, his friends when their girlfriends would be, like, taking them. I remember sitting in class. No, I was sitting in the library, and one of our friends was talking to my high school boyfriend and was like, oh, that new Twilight movie comes out. Like, you feel my pain, brother, or something like that? And he was like, no. He was like, what? You're not going to go see it with Chandler? And he was like, Chandler's not going to go see that. (laughs) It's probably the only thing he liked about dating me was that I didn't force him. No, like, really. Like, I didn't force him to go see girly movies. Well, I did force him to watch The Notebook, as every girl should force every boy they date to watch The Notebook. Like, it's a rite of passage. But, like, Twilight, I was like, eh. Yeah. I mean, now I will never, I can't rewatch them without, like, cringing like if it's like on tv or something i mean i don't have cable so i don't have this issue i have to like actually put it on but i just can't even get through it i'm like like my grandmother rest in peace she was obsessed with them and would watch them on repeat like way into when i was in college and i would you know visit her and she'd be like don't you want to watch it with me and i'd be like no No. i'd (laughs) rather not I'd be like, I'm really not into that anymore, sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Okay, does anybody else have anything else to say about the chorus? No. It's, like, a very straightforward chorus. Yeah. I think my favorite part about this song in general is not the lyrics, it's the the music. Like, in the background, it kind of feels whimsical and almost like a fairy tale to me. 
Like it's, it's a feeling that you yeah. get when you're listening yeah. yeah, to it. Okay, so the next verse. I wake up, I'm alive, in only a little while I cry, because you're my lullaby. So baby, come hold me tight, because I, I, I want to be everything you need. I want to be where. And then the chorus repeats. I don't understand the line, in only a little while I'll cry, because you're my lullaby. I've yeah. never gotten that. That's never made like 100% sense to me. So but maybe I, that's just me. Confused, and I thought I had the lyrics. Like I thought it was the wrong lyrics, and then I listened to the song, and I was like, "No, that's that's what she says." And yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I think I always kind of like I mentally always... skipped over it. What was that one song that we were talking about? The mental gymnastics that we would do to make it make sense. Like I can't remember what song we just did that one, but like it's the same thing. Like I listened to this. She's like, I wake up, I'm alive, and only a little while I cry. And I'm like, does that mean, like, she only cries a little bit and she used to cry a lot and now she's not crying as much because, you know, she's happy because this person is her lullaby, whatever. Like, it doesn't make sense. That's why, like, at the beginning I said this reminds me of That's When. But I do think That's When makes a little bit more sense than this song. (laughs) I wish we... I wish we had gotten like Taylor from Swift Talk, who whose name is uh, in Sad Prose, to be on this episode, because I bet they'd be able to tell us a little bit more about. I don't know. I feel like they always just know what the songs mean. Yeah, because I I don't I don't, I don't really know what is going on in this verse. Honest. I mean, I okay. So basically, the chorus she's you know with her love directly, and then the second verse is just. Maybe he leaves again, and then now she's missing him. But, like, seeing the the lines, I wake up, I'm alive, makes me think everything is good. Like, like, I'm up, I'm ready to live, like, life is good. I'm only going to cry a little bit today because I got my mans, and he is my lullaby. (laughs) Yeah, that makes more sense. I mean, like, why are we crying? Like, about what? Maybe past know. love. Like, who hurt you? Like, <laughs> I blame Drew. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. See, that's what throws me off, because she sounds like, like the first verse, I wake up, I'm alive, like, woo, you know, and then it's like, and then in only a little while, I'll cry, and you're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, are you okay? You're like, what's going on here? Verse. It's a roller the coaster. The lyrics are written in the lyric booklet is... In only a little while, dot, 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 I cry. So what does that... Maybe the dot, dot, dot is like... Maybe she's crying like tears of joy. Like maybe maybe it's like, you know... I guess, because you're my lullaby. But it's not... It's not saying in only a little while I will cry. And it's not saying like I for only a little while I cry. It's in only a little while I cry. And I feel like she has to have meant something by that, but the the grammatics <laughs> that's the word. Wait, can you repeat that? Because the lyrics are different on Google. And what yeah. I'm looking at says in only a little while I'll cry. Not whatever you were just saying. Hold on. Can you repeat what you just said? Like what the actual lyrics and lyric book yeah, are again? So the lyrics in the lyric booklet are I wake up, I'm alive, in only a little while, dot, 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 I cry. I cry. Yes. Okay. This says... That's a totally different tense. In only a little while, I'll cry, because you are my lullaby. And there's, like, no punctuation. 
yeah, there's no punctuation. It's only a little while I'll cry online. And so like saying I will versus I cry is totally different. different. It's a tense, I mean, change. That's yeah. Um, I'm kind of like, so, cause I, in the past, before I looked up the lyrics in the lyric booklet, I always thought it said, I'll cry too. So is that like how it sounds in the song? Did anybody listen to the song before we did this? Bailey, you said you did, right? I did. And I feel like I heard I'll cry, but it also like wasn't the best quality. So like I listened to it on YouTube like I'll, because she's trying to rhyme it with while. It does sound like she said while. I I heard I. I heard I too, but she goes, I, I, like she kind of like. There's a crescendo. There's a crescendo of her going higher. Yeah. Do you want me to like have it closer to y'all so you can hear? I mean, I can listen to it like and turn my microphone off, but. We're getting off like. (laughs) I think what this really means though is that. Also, I thought about, like, when you are, like, so happy and, like, you're filled with joy, like, that moment when you're looking into someone's eyes and they're so beautiful, like, tears come to your eyes. Like, at least they do for me. So, like, you know, when I look at my freaking cat sometimes, I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Tears. Like, I love you so much. Can relate when I look at my sweet puppy doggy's faces. Right. They're so cute. And you're just like, oh. You're so cute and I just want to squeeze you. Yes, yes. That's what I get from this. I don't know if that's what she meant. Who knows? But then again, she was really young when she wrote this. And this is just a stream of consciousness, kind of. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so we're like split. Me and Lizzie think it's I. Bailey and Rebecca think it's I'll. (laughs) I don't know if I think it's all, but I'll, I'll, whatever. Anyways, but I heard while. Did you guys hear while? Because I heard while. Mm -hmm. That's what I was concerned about. So, because that's the lyric, in only a little while, I cry. Oh, I thought you said it was in only a little dot, 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 I cry. Only a little while, dot, dot, dot. See, that's what confused me. So then I wasn't listening to the I versus aisle. It makes sense to, it's like like, a baby. I, I do think that it's I, but it does make sense with what Bailey's saying, that she's trying to rhyme aisle with while, especially with how she pronounces while. I can see how that would rhyme, but literally, I, I, I really just think it's that there's a crescendo on that syllable. Yeah. I'm going to say something that's unpopular. I don't what? think it really matters. But I also think... <laughs> I love you guys. It's not unpopular. <laughs> but I also think that there's a potential that it could change based on just the performance itself because it's such a close you know I while and I and aisle especially when she goes from that to cry and the note change where she goes up on it with a crescendo she could totally switch between those two interchangeably and like you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah in the retrospect it really doesn't matter but we're just like you know yeah being- I mean, that's the whole point. That's why we're here. That's what, that's the point of the podcast. You know what I mean? But I just think that like, at the end of the day, she's probably used both to be quite frank. She might not even remember herself. (laughs) I know I would. Right. And like, I'm sure that it's like whatever kind of comes out. I guess we'll find out when she, if she re-releases it. Yeah. Do we, that's another thing we need to talk about. Do we honestly think that she's going to re-release beautiful eyes and if so if it will be part of debut or if it'll be separate 
that's so, something that we need to discuss. Uh, yeah. Some so, people don't even believe that she's going to re-release Beautiful Eyes because it just wasn't the traditional album rollout. And I like a lot of Swifties it. don't even know about Beautiful Eyes. Yeah, I don't think she'll do it on its own. I mean, because Teardrops on My Guitar... Okay, so the track list, for those of you who don't know, there are six songs. It's Beautiful Eyes, Shoulda Said No, Alternate Version, Teardrops on My Guitar, Acoustic Version, Picture to Burn, Radio Edit, I'm Only Me When I'm With You, and I Heart Question Mark. And so the only songs on here that aren't already on another album in any way shape or form are beautiful eyes and i heart question mark and then obviously picture to burn radio edit that's now the official version of picture to burn i'm only me when i'm with you is a bonus track on the debut album and then should have said no alternate version and teardrops on my guitar acoustic version now those are different versions of those songs but they're like kind of repetitive. Like, I mean, I love should have said no alternate version, but I never listened to the acoustic version of teardrops on my guitar. Cause that's the one that's the acoustic version of the pop version of teardrops on my guitar. So, so if anything, I think instead of doing a, a full re-recorded version, like of beautiful eyes, Taylor's version, she'll like the EP, she'll probably add beautiful eyes I heart question mark maybe should have said no alternate version and even less confidently maybe teardrops on my guitar acoustic version to her debut albums re-recording like she did with untouchable and today was a fairy today tale, was a fairy tale. Yeah, yeah today was a fairy tale is more like what i'm talking about because that the was the other a- side of the door yeah but like those were on the deluxe version of that the original fearless album anyway and so i'm talking more like how today was a fairy tale is it wasn't an album it wasn't on its own yeah because it's from the the movie when fearless taylor's version came out i I was hoping that we would get maybe beautiful eyes and i heard question mark but and then when i saw like the actual track list i was like okay i'm still fine with this but now it makes me think that they will be on debut because they're more debut songs to me yeah so i feel like these songs both were written around the time she was writing her debut album because she was still in the thick of like recording and writing fearless when she released this ep because they were already finished songs right so these are just songs that she had in the vault dare i say that she just decided to release yeah these are literally og vault songs yeah like when you think about it that way yeah so we're all in the camp because we've heard chandler's opinion we think that so Chandler's in the camp that, you know, these will potentially be on the debut Taylor's version. What does everybody else think? Do you guys think that as well? Or do you think we're just not going to get it at all? Because I know there are some Swifties out there who think that we just won't get these re-recordings because of the like lack of traditional market rollout, the lack of really knowledge about these songs. I think that for the majority, especially since recently, like I heard question mark has been popping up on TikTok and people have been talking about it. I think that they will be included. I mean, I wouldn't see why she wouldn't, especially since she knows that OG fans especially really like Beautiful Eyes EP. I think it will be on Taylor Swift, Taylor's version. I think we're more likely to get that than we are to get one of the unreleased songs from this era, like I'd Lie or... Permanent marker. Permanent marker. Yeah. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> I'd lie. It's my favorite. I know. I know. I just, 
Okay, I don't want to get into it because I'll We've be. We've really... talked about it. Chandler's too in other very episodes. opinionated on this. I am. I have I'd strong lie. opinions about everything. That but, like on same. I'd Lie, it's because I think it's because like we're all so passionate about that song. It's like literally one of my favorites, and it makes me so sad that we may never get like an official version. Right. An official legal version. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I guess are we gonna go into the the bridge? Yeah. Is there a bridge? There, there is an outro. Mm-hmm. At least genius lyrics calls it an outro. Oh, that's yeah, that's what I see too. I'm on genius too. Okay, yeah, but it's like yeah, it's an outro, but it's like in the place of the bridge. Okay. Yeah. Just as long as you're mine, I'll be your everything tonight. Let me love you, kiss you. Oh, baby, let me miss you. Let me be your dream about, dream about, dream about your eyes. Eyes, eyes. Beautiful eyes. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. When you were still going through those lyrics and the way that you're, like, with your vocal tone, like, it, where it was at, reminded me of the kiss me through the phone. <laughs> I thought of that, too. <laughs> like, yeah, I was just getting, like, a flashback to, like, 2008. You. Yeah. Kiss you. I'm really to kiss you. <laughs> Wait, I was like vibing in my head. Lyrics are too close. (laughs) Kiss me through the phone, Taylor's version. You know that I missed you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like starting, and then I started doing like the phone number in my head, and I'm like, wait a second, focus, focus. (laughs) That's not Taylor Swift. Like I gotta, I gotta listen. Okay. And then you started, and then I tuned back in, and it was eyes, 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 and then I started (laughs) laughing again. Okay, sorry. Go on, Lizzie. It's like. Literally, they go, baby, you know that I miss you. I want to get with you tonight, but I can't on baby girl, and that's the issue. I just want to kiss you, and I miss you. I mean, it's just miss you They're and kiss different, you. different, but, like, it was just funny yeah. the way it was. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Let me miss. Oh, now I'm going to sing it in that. <laughs> we can put that on our song recommendations list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I do really like this outro. I feel like this is where the song really picks up, which is why I kind of hate that it's the outro and it's like the end. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I like we know I like this song, but when she starts with the just as long as you're mine, that's kind of like when I'm like, oh, yeah, we're getting ready to like party. And then it's like over. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Perfectly Good Heart when I, d- I said last episode, like, it doesn't feel finished. This also doesn't feel finished because it is that same journal entry. That's just, like, her writing down, like, her emotions about this guy and how, like, he's so, his eyes are so beautiful. She's, like, you know, wants to kiss him. She misses him. She dreams about him. Blah, blah, blah. And you're, like, you know, and then the end. It's, like, you want more. What what happened next? (laughs) Like, (laughs) tell me more. Does anybody else remember the music video for this? There was a music video for this? Yeah, it was home footage from her 18th birthday where she got... I I think I did see that when I re-listened to the song. Yeah, like where she got that big, giant-ass pink truck. (laughs) Yes, I did watch it, yep. And um, she, like, had that, like, purpley-pink dress on with the leggings underneath and had the glittery pink eyeshadow, very 2008. I was going to say, scream. Although that would have been 2007 if it was her 18th birthday, but still, like, close enough to 2008. Okay, what's the literary term where, like, an author ends, like, a book really suddenly? 
I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. It, there's literary term for like when it just like all this, you know, like it just ends very, and I, I think it's French if I remember correctly. Anyways, that's just kind of what this reminded me of. It starts, it really picks up and then it's just like the end. I know what you're talking about. Like an ambiguous ending where it just abruptly ends. I should know this. I have a freaking English degree. But it, it were abrupt and an abrupt ending where it's okay. kind of like maybe the plot is a little bit unfinished and it just kind of ends anyways. But we want to go into favorite lyric. Yeah. Somebody go. <laughs> this is a straightforward song. So I don't feel like I'm ever like, and it's kind of like to what Chandler's saying. It's like, it's not so much the lyrics of the song, but like the feeling that you get when you listen to it. So for me, these favorite lyrics on a song like this is hard. When I yeah. have, when I like it because of the feeling versus like the actual lyricism. Because then I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm not doing it justice. Yeah. So like when I, like my automatic first thought for a favorite lyric was just as long as you're mine, I'll be your everything tonight. That was mine too. Like if I had to choose, well, that would be it. So I didn't actually end up choosing that one. That was like my gut reaction because like I said, that's where the outro starts, and I really like the musicality of this outro. I don't actually really love those lyrics, just as long as your mind will be your everything tonight. Like, yeah. the are, like, not it for me. But I ended up picking Your Eyes Are Looking Into Mine, So Baby Make Me Fly. Oh, I was going to say, so baby, make me fly. Like, that was going to be my favorite. I was going to agree with you, Chandler. Like, just as long as your mind will be your everything tonight. I don't think that she meant it that way when she was writing the song but Mm -hmm. as an adult and you look back and you're like "Mm." (laughs) Mm, better not I think it's like the same it's like the vibes where like I'm like I wouldn't I like would never fight someone over a man like you know it's also like I would never never expect to be the only like somebody's everything and that's just me personally Obviously, my husband and I are very important to each other, and we are on the same team. We're, like, here for each other. But, like, I don't expect him to be completely consumed by me, and he doesn't expect me to be completely consumed by him kind of thing. But, like, when I was a teenager, like, I loved I loved the – and, like, I don't still not like this line, but, like, in my life today, the, the lyrics just don't relate. Well, for me, it's more of, like, the not settling. Like, I see a lot of girls that it's, like, they know that they won't be able to keep the guy because for whatever reason, he doesn't want to be in a relationship. So they'll settle with just being, like, a one-night stand kind of thing. And that's never been my personal favorite idea. You know, like, I'm not a big fan of that. I will never be an advocate of that because I feel like you're worth more than, than that. And if they're not willing to give you that, then don't waste your time kind of thing. Not to shame anybody because if that's what you're going... As long as you're both on the same page about where you're going, it doesn't matter, right? But I also don't like, are, though. I don't like the idea of just being like, okay, I know I can't have you for, you know, anything else. So I'll, even though I'm so in love with you or so infatuated that I'll just take this little morsel that you give me, you know, because I feel like that's how guys like string girls along a lot. Yeah. Chances <laughs> are like in that situation, like I've definitely had a phase where I was like no feelings like in college like I would try it didn't work not me not the hopeless romantic me so (laughs) at least you stayed on brand Lizzie there's there's at least one person in those situations that actually catches feelings and that actually wants more and then actually wants more for the one person that is giving them nothing (sighs) 
but you like see but that's the thing that's what I was trying to get at and that's and I did not explain that well I don't usually explain myself well when I'm like speaking verbally it's you know you've got one person that's super invested and that's why they're willing to do this because they're so invested and this other person doesn't like give a rat's ass kind of thing and then you put those two together that's what what I was trying to say earlier where it's like okay that's why I don't like the connotations of that because I feel like you can fall down that rabbit hole really quickly if you're like somebody who's infatuated and you're so invested and you're with somebody who just like doesn't care at all and then yeah okay I'm gonna just stop now (laughs) this is funny though why don't you breathe a little? <laughs> you like I, so quickly just then. I can't breathe. That's my. That's part of my problem. <laughs> oh, I was like <laughs> trying to get this out in between like contractions or something. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. In between like being kicked. Let's ask Lizzie what her favorite line was. Uh, my favorite line is my heart has never felt this way before. Because it, this song just reminds me of like, yeah, like you're crushing really hard on someone and like that's what you feel like. You know, when you're first infatuated with someone, you're like, "Oh my god, this is my heart's racing when I'm near this person." Literally. The, the butterfly. My heart has never felt this way before. Like, I am infatuated. That's just a really cute way of saying like I've never felt like this before, saying like my heart has never felt like yes. this before. Mm-hmm. That's cute. I love it. Like, we all wish we could have, like, go back to the butterfly stage sometimes, I think. You know, so you get into long-term relationships, and it's just kind of, I mean, like, obviously, like, you know, you, like, you love your partner, but it's not the same as that, like, exciting, like, first, like, meeting or that first glance at that person across the room, and you're like, the oh. The first date or anything The first, like yeah, that, yeah, the exciting, like, the, you know, the, the beginning. You know, it's cute. Dan and I are getting married where we had our first date, so that's that really why- cute. That is why we chose that, because we got that feeling, that same butterfly. Every time we go there, we still get those, like, butterfly feelings. And it and comes full circle. It stays that way. Yeah. Kelly and I met in person in front of this building, That's because we met in person at a football tailgate, and, like, the parking lot of this building, which we didn't know at the time, was a catering company. And then we hired them to cater our wedding. Ah, I loved, I mean, the food was great. I love that. (laughs) Well, thank you. I liked it too. It's so funny because my mom was like, you're not going to like have time to eat at your wedding. And I was like, watch me. (laughs) And you did. I remember you guys eating. Yeah, we sat down. I was like, we got our little sweetheart table. We sat down. I like, there's like a picture of me. I've got like my chicken stabbed on a fork and I'm in my like ball gown and I'm like, smiling i'm gonna make sure to eat i'm gonna like make you have to if you're hungry and you're standing like and you're dancing and you've got all like i really like am glad that you're drinking too like yeah you can't drink on an empty stomach and that heavy of a dress like that's a recipe for a disaster i will tell you that was my big mistake at our first reception that we had and the sound that sounds so bad like coming out of my mouth for those who don't know just two weddings i did but like i it's it's not because it's like oh like <laughs> I'm Kim Kardashian. I my husband's from Arizona. I'm from South Carolina. We got officially married in Arizona, and then of course since I was born and raised in South Carolina, we you know did something in South Carolina as well. So that's the reason why. Wow. Um, but like at our first, you know, and it's funny because the West is very different than the South on the way on traditions, and even the North, you know, like they yeah, all they're, have they're different all wedding different. traditions, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so in the West, you do a receiving line, and what is that? 
you okay. the couple stands in the south do that too. some people do I... in the south but like you do it in the west that's like part of it so what you do lizzie is it's the couple stands and literally people come up and greet you and give you just like well wishes before they like go away and people just you know they show they up late they in dr- line to talk to the bride and the groom and it's a really really long line it is. And like, it's really annoying. I'm not going to lie. I don't like doing it. No offense to anybody. Like, I know who you are. I invited you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> so I'm saying this all because we were standing in this receding line. People just like keep coming in. I literally just walked away in the, re- in the middle of like the receding line to sit down and start eating. It just seems like, what are you doing? He like came and grabbed me from the table because I was like so tired and I was like, I just want to eat. Like I'm so hungry. (laughs) So definitely find time to eat. Um, And if you can't bring yourself a picnic basket and have them pack you something, but definitely try and eat. You're paying so much money anyway. Like you need to be able to enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) we're not talking about weddings. Okay. Do we want to? Again, my fault. So do we want to do song recommendations now? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I was just going to say this song reminds me a lot of Sparks Fly. Like the lyrics of it remind me a lot of Sparks Fly. Yeah. I thought crazier. I saw I thought oh, that too. That I, that's been that through my too. mind as well. Yeah, this is definitely reminds me of crazier, but I definitely like crazier better. Better. Yes. Better. I was just going to say with Sparks Fly we like the the infatuation and if you know like kind of the story behind that song then which I won't get into because it appears on a later album. So, and we'll go over that eventually. But like, and also like the feeling you get when you listen to Sparks Fly kind of reminds me of like this song. Yes. Like very but whimsical, yeah. like Chandler was saying before. And like. And then Crazier is like the super romantic version. Oh, I love Crazier too. Yeah. It, it, Crazier is one of my favorite songs. I know it's one of Chandler's favorite. Um, so I have two, and I tried to go for that kind of like country love song vibe, but more like modern, I guess. So I've got Everywhere I'm Going by Maddie and Tay. And I love Maddie and Tay. I know, I love them. If you're familiar with that song, it's basically like, eh, the lyrics are, every red pin on the map I'm holding, everywhere I've been and everywhere I'm going. And it's basically saying like, that person is your everything and like, it doesn't matter where you go in like in life, like even if you're just in your living room, like it's still the best time ever because that's who you love, basically. And so the music of that song kind of reminds me of the music of Beautiful Eyes too, but then also the lyrical content is pretty similar in terms of like the theme is about like somebody like just being your everything almost. And then my second one is Needy by Kelsey Ballerini. And that one is probably the best lyrically of these three songs. But needy is basically about loving someone so much that it makes you like super needy and you just need to be with them all the time. And like one of my favorite lines is like your your mother probably thinks I'm selfish because I like want to spend so much time with you or whatever. And I don't know. It's just a cute little like country love song. I... When you said needy, I thought you were going to say needy by Ariana. And I was like, no, but they came out around the same time. My song, I only have one song and it's Bubbly by Colby Calais. It's that same kind of like, she's talking about laying in bed with her loved one. 
and it's that same infatuation, you know, like she's noticing all those little details about them and also the details about how she, her body reacts to them, like, you know, crinkling her nose and how they crinkle, like, the toes and the nose and, yeah, I'm literally looking at the lyrics right now, but I don't know, I get the same good literal bubbly feeling when I listen to that song. Bubbly is low-key a sex song. Oh, definitely, 100%. (laughs) One hundred percent. never noticed isn't it, that. Isn't it a high key sex song? Isn't it like about literally an orgasm? I'm well, yeah, pretty sure I that's what chorus, it is. Low key much. is that, like when we were younger and it came out, like had no idea that that's what that was talking about. Yes, but that's why when I'm thinking about because this song, when did Bubbly come out? I'm looking at it right now. Two thousand and seven. Right, so it's like around two thousand seven, two thousand eight, when it was like big. I heard it everywhere I went. But I always thought that, like, it was like a, you know, back then I, I didn't know that it was alluding to an orgasm. I thought it was just, you know, liking someone and then how your body reacts similar to how your heart feels different in beautiful eyes. It's a little bit definitely mature version of that kind of infatuation. But yeah. yeah. Bailey, yours, was yours just crazier? Yeah. Cool, cool. So I guess we're, we're yeah. done with beautiful eyes. Thanks for listening to Ready For It, a Taylor Swift podcast. Look out for our next episode where we continue the exploration of Taylor Swift's Beautiful Eyes EP with I Heart question mark. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok to get updates on next episodes. Handles for our social media accounts can be found in the description. Thanks. Bye. Bye.